Hello and welcome to Franklin Speaking. This podcast is dedicated to and in conversation with women in science from different STEM fields, demography, sexual orientation, ethnicity, gender identity, race and color. In addition to be a platform that provides women in science to talk about their experiences, their scientific exploration and their journey so far, this podcast is also set to inspire the next generation of women to come forward and embrace science and enrich this field with their extraordinary mind. So let's get started and hear all the Franklin speaking. Well, hello everyone and uh, welcome to this podcast. I am very delighted to have our guest Amber Jolly in and uh, Pranansara Shidey. They are a doctoral student at University of California Irvine in ecology and evolutionary biology focusing on plant sciences. And they have a very interesting science communication page and a jolly biologist. You can check that out on Instagram or uh, link also. And they also talks about financial independence uh, for graduate students in her page. And also she is mentoring newcomers or the new graduates in the university. So welcome to this podcast and thank you for joining in. Oh, thank you so much. That was so sweet. <laughs> thank you. So, do you want anything to add on or talk about yourself in your own words? Please go on. Um, I I guess I feel like you hit most things, but yeah, I'm Amber. I use she they, and I'm a PhD student at UCI or the University of California, Irvine, and um, I'm in my second year, and I study plants. Okay, good. So, do you want to talk about more in details about your work or your future projects? Um, I mean, so I started in the pandemic, so I think that that really uh, made things kick off a bit slower. But at the moment, I'm kind of focused on two different projects. One um, that's kind of agricultural, based on avocados and working with plant geneticists. Um, I don't do the genetic side. I do um, plant physiology, and um, with that project, I'm looking at different varieties of avocados and how they conserve water. There's so many different varieties, and it's pretty exciting because we're getting to look at some of the newer varieties that may be used in the future. So um, that's pretty cool. And then the other project is more of like a climate change project, um, kind of in like a Mediterranean climate. And um, we have a lot of different treatments of grasses and shrubs, and um, some of the shrubs and grasses have been given, um, for example, nitrogen. Some of them have been given more water. Some of them are drought treatments. So um, looking at um, all of those is pretty cool. We're just starting that project, so I don't have a whole lot to say about it yet, but. Um, I'm hoping to look at the physiology of the grasses and shrubs there. Um, right now, uh, at that site, um, it's actually been up for almost 15 years, I think, since the early 2000s. Um, my institution has been running that site. So it's a long-term 
a study site, but they haven't really done much physiology work yet. So I'm hoping that we can bring that um, to the site. Okay, that's great. Very cool. So like you talked about that you are working kind of in a climate change perspective. And I think you also believe in minimalism. I like read it on. <laughs> so like, do you think that minimalism and like sustainability can change like explicitly that like that it can mitigate climate change? Like, do you think that? Um, I want to believe that minimalism is good for the environment, but I really think that um, yes, we should take responsibility as individuals, but it's really the um, big companies um, that are causing a lot of trouble to the climate. So I think we need more policies in place and that would really be a bigger impact. Um, but yeah, minimalism is cool and it's a good choice as an individual to make that may, um, you know, mean that you're consuming a lot less. Like it's like it's an contribution for the climate change mitigation in an individual level. Like the policies works in a much better, like a bigger level. It's a very small start like believing in minimalism and uh, practicing it, but I think it's a good start. Yeah. 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 So the next thing would be like uh, in your field, what are the uh, sets of expertise that you work with that is very essential for your project? Anything and the one of that thing, like a procedure or uh, something like that, that you want to learn in future. Can I talk about it? I see. Um, well, I could get really technical, but I think that what is interesting is just that, you know, as grad students, there are a lot of things that we have in common regardless of what we study. So um, I think, you know, like being organized is a really important skill to have in the field. Um, if I wanted to be technical, um, and plant physiology is a pretty new field. so. Um, being really open to learning new techniques to um, measure different um, plant functional traits is really something that um, would be helpful in the field just to be current because a lot of new things are coming mm -hmm. um, quickly. So um, yes. being open to learning the new things, um, but also, uh, I don't know, I think that um, as a grad student, it can be really hard and academia is really difficult at times mm -hmm. for people. And so I think that uh, it could be good for people to, um, it, it, I mean, it really, it's a personal philosophy, but mm -hmm. mine is that I think that you should um, kind of focus your um, worth on being a learner versus um, other things because a lot like there's a lot of rejection in this field so being comfortable with the rejection and just taking it as a learning experience um, is really important yeah yeah and then I think you said what other skills hmm. um, you would want I would like to learn um, hmm. <laughs> well I, like I said I want to continue to learn new skills so that's um, for sure. I don't necessarily have them in mind, okay. like what, but um, yeah, I think I'll leave it at that. that. That was a great advice that like take rejections in the learning experiences. I think like all grad students need to learn that. So down that line, yeah, yeah just so down that line, I like I saw a post of yours, uh, like titled Perseverance, where you, uh, you shared that you were a film major at 
first and then you convert it to biology major so like what why did you uh, convert it into biology and what aspects of biology did you like liked during that time and do you finding the interest in that in research also yeah so i mean yeah for me i didn't know what i wanted to do really i thought so in high school i was involved in film i had like a film club that i was involved with and so i i i made a few videos here and there for fun i really liked editing and um cinematography and all that but um so i was like okay i don't know what to major in i guess i'll major in film um that sounds fine and then i spent my first like year or two doing um here we have like general education classes so like i wasn't really doing any film classes i was just doing like history and english and all this other stuff okay. um and in that year i realized i didn't spend any time doing um film related things like i used to so i was like well maybe i'm not that interested um if i'm not making time for it anymore mm-hmm. and then at the same time um it's very random but uh my family got a a, a fish tank um and <laughs> yeah we got like we found a sale and we were like oh let's buy a goldfish and i was like yes i really want to have a fish tank so um i got a fish tank in my bedroom and i was taking care of the fish and um i didn't know but uh the fish we bought actually was a uh, a pregnant fish so i didn't know fish could be pregnant but something <laughs> yeah. and yeah like a few days later i had like a bunch of baby fish and i was like wow that's really cool and then i got really immersed taking care of my fish like raising them and everything and reading online how to do everything just right and um i think from all that i was like well i think i might like science a little bit because i like i i like fish um i like animals and so i thought i wanted to do marine biology and so that's what i did for my undergrad <laughs> oh okay and then you converted to plant sciences yeah so in my undergrad i thought i wanted to do marine biology and um I was in a a lab where I studied um algae and I really loved it. I loved stud- studying algae a lot. Um and then for grad school, um I thought it would be good to try something else, do some more exploring for my masters. Mm-hmm. And so I thought plants are close enough to algae or <laughs> and they're in fact not really at all. But um at that time I was like, well, anything that photosynthesizes sounds cool. So um I joined a lab for my masters where they studied plants. And so that's kind of okay. how I got to where I am and I still study plants now. I still have, you know, a a soft spot for algae though. I think algae is really cool. <laughs> oh, you can you can do it in your postdocs or whatever you are doing after that. That's cool. Okay. So, uh being a queer in academia, how you like navigated your way? Uh, are there any uh, specific experiences you want to share or any resources that helped you? Uh anything you want to share? Um I would say that I hmm I remember when I started school that academia or at least STEM, mm. I think the sciences are a little behind the humanities. and they were not um very aware i guess of 
like, you know, queer identities. Mm -hmm. And so I don't remember at that time anybody asking pronouns or things like that. Mm -hmm. um, not for basically all of my undergrad. Um, maybe in the very end, people mm -hmm. would ask a little bit, but it was really unspoken of. And yeah, sexual identity and like gender identity was not really spoken of. Um, in the sciences, at least where I went to school, maybe in other places it's different. But then um, for my master's, my master's was very short, you know, only two years, so time just flew by. So I don't really feel like a lot was spoken about there either. But then when I got to my PhD, um, people here seemed to be a bit more um, inclusive. And I, I don't know if it has to do with the institution. I think it has to do with the times. Um, I think as the years have gone on, people have come, become more open and learned yes. to um, be more inclusive. Inclusive. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh, if I'm not wrong, you are Latinx and Indian. So, uh, how did this ethnicity, like, um, you know, mediated or affected your uh, gender expression in, you can say, personally and also professionally? Um, I'm not sure if my like ethnic background impacts my gender identity, but um, I I think you know being a mixed person can be tough because you don't really feel like you fit anywhere because it's like you know with Latinx people they're really cool, but I don't speak Spanish, you know, okay. and like I'm I'm trying to learn though that's my New Year's resolution, okay. and then. Um, with like my Indian friends, it's like, I'm not, you know, 100% Punjabi, so like, mm -hmm. I don't really understand everything. Um, so it kind of felt like on the sidelines, but then I also try and see it in a cool way, like, hey, I can relate to two different cultures. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool yeah. thing. You, 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 you are a kind of mixture of uh, very different cultures. That is also a very cool thing. Yeah. So the next is like you are doing an online mentoring. Can you talk about more about on that? Yeah, so um, this is a pretty new project and I think they're still in the pilot stages right now. Um, this is with two institutions here in Southern California. Um, one is university, sorry. Yeah, University of Southern California or USC. And then the other institution is um, the California State University Fullerton. That's where I did my undergraduate degree. Um, and basically they uh, decided that it would be really cool to um, create a platform where people can kind of like ask mentors questions um, at any hour of the day and um, basically the mentors record hundreds of videos um answering these questions um and yeah so that's been a project of mine i was almost done recording i thought i was done recording but then i have a few more questions to do um that they asked me to do the other day so i'll probably do one more day of recording but um it's definitely taken a lot of time because for because it's they're calling it an AI, so a virtual like AI mentor. And so basically you need to have a background that's like clear and you need to wear the same clothes every time and you look the same. So um, having to be the same can be tough. Um, yeah. 
Because we have like different screens. Like we have like an idle screen. So it's like you okay. talk and then once you end your video, you have to keep looking at the camera straight and just like pause. <laughs> and then um, and then it, it flashes into the idle um, version of you. Like because it, it's like pretending like you're listening. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Oh, my God. It's yeah. Really and my bad. idle version is just like. <laughs> like pretending I'm listening, but mm. it's just you have to be in the right place and have mm. the right background and look the same. Otherwise, it'll transition and look weird. Okay. So, um, learning Sweet how to stuff. use the system was kind of cool, but <laughs> stuff also, yeah, it's kind of like you can. Can you smile or can, can you can't? Um, once I end the video, I I go back to like an idle face so okay okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh so the next question would be about your like uh, financial uh, investment talks that you were interested in so how did you taught yourself and any advices on the people that are starting on with yeah so um just to update you i've been kind of leaning away from the financial stuff just a little bit um just because of a of i guess there could be legal trouble if you give financial advice without being oh. like an official financial advisor mm -hmm. so um i've been kind of putting that on the sidelines focusing on other things but i'm happy to talk about it with you mm -hmm. um i think it was kind of a pandemic project i i hate oh. to say that but um <laughs> Yeah. So like when the pandemic started in March, 2020, mm. um, I started to think, well, how do I want to structure my day? What are my priorities? Mm -hmm. And I was thinking every day, I think I want to spend 30 minutes to an hour mm. trying to figure out my financial situation because I grew up with, um, not a lot of money. And I was thinking if I know how to manage my money, mm. um, things could be different. Yeah. So, um, so I, I started doing that and then I thought, well, you know, sometimes I, I caught myself not doing it at all. And so I was like, I think I need to um, hold myself accountable in some way. Mm -hmm. So I decided to uh, create a financial club with my friends over Zoom. Um, wow. Anybody who is interested um, in just talking about money and kind of like, I was thinking of setting it up kind of in an academic way. Like, you know how we have like journal clubs. It was kind of like that. It was like one person leads the session, mm -hmm. one to two people lead the session every week. Mm -hmm. We meet weekly for an hour and then, um, people ask questions, people learn from that person and then go on. Hey, and so cool. we had like a schedule Thanks. Yeah. So we had like a schedule and everything. And so I did that. We did that for a year. So we wow. went from September 2020 to um, September 2021. Mm -hmm. um, we stopped in September 2021 because I had to start doing in-person things um, at okay. the university, but mm -hmm. also um, we were just tired of doing Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah, and people were vaccinated. Cool. Like, well, yeah. So it was well. like, kind of fizzling out, but um, there were still a few, few few members of the club that were really sad that it was ending. And mm. I miss it still for sure, because it made me learn a lot. I presented yes. on so many topics that I wanted to learn about. And, you know, you learn the best from teaching. So yeah, that's, that's, that's how I learned. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. You know, I, yeah. I, I also believe that when you are teaching, there are so many like 
questions inherently or just asked by the students or the person you are deciding like discussing with that you will learn more yeah that's very true uh, yeah. uh so the next question would be uh, the, about your like future plans what do you want to do like after graduating uh what like what do you see yourself or anything like that oh my goodness that's a big question as a second year but i should yeah. start to figure this out um i think there's probably about uh two different ways i could go i could either um stay in academia and pursue being a professor which would be really cool and very rewarding mm -hmm. um i also could see another option where um i kind of go more towards industry and work with agriculture um because i i think it's you know it's a really important field given with climate change and the growing mm -hmm. population you know we have to think about how are we going to feed mm -hmm. everyone yes yeah so yeah that's that's cool so and it's pretty it, general but yeah but yeah you were in second year you have plenty of time to figure out <laughs> so the next would be the thing the last one would be like is there any advices you want to give to you know the upcoming generation or upcoming like students grad students and any resources that you followed along your way that could be helpful for them um i mean i could give a lot of advice <laughs> okay yeah but like, i would say um actually i would say one of the the things that's helped me a lot and i've seen um some of my friends that are similar that's helped them a lot is being resourceful um really figuring out what your institution can offer for you and and being on the lookout like what's out there for me that i could that could be helpful for me in my training um applying to things even though it's really scary to do so it's better to apply than not i think um yeah and then i i mean i would say you know prioritize work life balance if you can because i mean i'm not in school just to stress myself out i'm also here to have a good time so um i mean i like to think that i love my job and i think it's because i don't uh stress myself out too much i mean sometimes there are deadlines and things yes. like that but i i like to have boundaries i know it's not always possible for everyone because maybe your boss is not um very understanding but um i think it's worth fighting for your boundaries and um personal time and you know really work on protecting your energy too because it's a lot <laughs> yeah of course yeah that was a great advice thank you so much but i think i missed a question so i'm going to ask that uh okay. what uh, what are your interests outside of like research uh, any hobbies or anything you want to talk about Um I'm like do I have a life? <laughs> I just talked about how it's good to have a life. Um I mean I'm pretty social and very extroverted so I really like to spend time with my friends and family. I really value like time with others. Mm -hmm. And um I love being outside. I think it's a lot of fun. My cats are my whole world so I <laughs> I make a lot of time to play with them. Wow. Um other things uh hmm <laughs> i think well i really like doing uh like makeup and things so like that's 
my creative expression, I think, because I don't really, I'm not really creative in other ways, I feel. Um, but like experimenting with my makeup and things like that, it's kind of like um, a good way to start the day too, kind of therapeutic. And I like listen to podcasts and things like that in the morning when I'm getting ready. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to get involved in a lot more hobbies this year, um, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, like what? Can you give us any um, things? Yeah, yeah, can... I'll show you my list. Hold on. I, I have, you have like... a list? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you were pretty organized. <laughs> I like lists a lot, so... Um, well, I have like New Year's re resolutions and okay, this is my hobby list. It's things to look forward to doing in 2022. Um, I have two things every month, so just to get myself to try new things. Um, I think this month I wanted to do a really big hike, so like several hours long. And then actually next month I was thinking I, I may, I, I hope, mm -hmm. I, I've been wanting to um, start a science TikTok. Oh, um wow. so i'm hoping to work on that um next month and then the following month i i wanted to um do belly dancing for fun my friend is a belly dance instructor oh, so great. i thought i would take her class yeah um, yeah so that's an example of things I, I, I've <laughs> so it's all, like fun. all over I the have place. a lot of things yeah yeah <laughs> You know, it's great to have like different types of hobbies that really opens your mind, you know, being like straightforward, like in the one path really restricts oneself. So it's really great. Yeah, yeah. I think it's good to try new things. Yeah, sure. definitely. <laughs> okay, so thank you so much for joining. And thank you so much for interviewing me. That's so nice. <laughs>